The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts Sunday, 9 to 10 here every Sunday. Oh, yeah. 9 to 10. Man, what a week. You can count on us from 9 to 10 on Sundays. The Trent. weather is right and hot. It we, is smoking. We predicted that last week, didn't we? If we uh, we did. You know, my mom always wanted me to be a weatherman. I always wanted to be a weatherman. Well, I, I, I think weather's fascinating. It's like everything the one thing you I can't do, predict. Everything I do, I'm a below a 200 average, so I think I'd be a pretty good weatherman. You, are you referring you know, to your batting average? Everything. Everything. 200. Bowling. Bowling. <laughs> that's, that's pretty quick. I was trying no. to think where that would be a good thing. Like, that yeah, would be I don't pretty even know good. I about bowling. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a, been a warm week. Uh, been spending a little bit of time up in the mountains, checking our office out a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it was a good yeah. week to be up there. What it was is. the temperature up there it this week? It was warm up there in upper 70s. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm a Midwesterner. Now we need to talk about north, south, east, and west, talk about the weather. We're good. <laughs> and how old Harry's corn's growing. <laughs> old Harry and his corn. I wonder how his corn is. We do like to ride around and watch people's corn grow. I before Reagan's grandfather passed away, I riding down the road one time, he was looking at the corn. I said, corn looks good. He said, oh, it's a little short. <laughs> a little dry. He didn't want anybody else to have better corn than him, you know? I have done some uh, looking around at corn in my plenty of times. My that's like that's like yeah. one of my favorite things to do with my father in law is just hop in a truck on a Sunday and we just ride through in there checking out everybody else's corn, seeing how theirs is compared. It's like me riding around when I was sixteen and drove the dump truck. I was sizing up every yard sign, construction sign, architect, designer sign. We still do that. You do it? Oh yeah. I don't get to do that much anymore. I mean, you still got to do that. I, mean, I used to around. always come back back to the office and hang out with my dad in the afternoons after work, and I'd ask him about all these. Who, these people who is were? this person? Who is this person? He gave me the low low. So, <laughs> a lot of new signs. Like, but there's always now, something different. And now yeah. I do it with real estate, uh, and my kids are like, "Why are we leaving for school two hours early?" I'm like, "Just shut up and get in a truck." Yeah, and that's not how we get home, Dad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Just want to see something. Go check on quick. something. Just want to check on Why something. Why are we going over here? Why do we have to go over here? I'm like, look, one day you're going to thank me for this. Yeah. <laughs> one time we were at the dinner, it was recently about six months, well, it was probably six months ago, and it was in like Pineville area, pretty far from where we live. And I started going, I need to go check something out. We put a bunch of lights in. I want to see if those jokers worked. And Scarlett caught wind. She's like, Dad, wait, this is not how you get home. And then all of a sudden, Jody catches wind. I'm like, well, secret's out. We're going to look at a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll get home. I used to never make it to South Park because I was always wanting to cut through Barkley yeah. Downs and through the neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. Like, baby, look at that. We got a job over here <laughs> that, that I had sold the week before. <laughs> just, just, yeah, you want to look I had put the sign in the yard the day before. <laughs> and she's like, Trent, does your arm hurt from patting yourself on the back so much? Nah. Hey, listen, Wayne Gretzky, you know. They said, how are you so humble being the greatest ever? And he said, Betty, you ought to hear what I tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it ain't all roses, but the rose is beautiful. Man, that, that, I, I, I tell you what, referencing hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes, you got the buzz yet? Have you been watching any of these games? I haven't. I, I got hooked on one, the, the game one of the, the, the current series. I don't ever watch hockey. I don't even understand hockey. I, I would tell people, is that the one with the flat baseball? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
Man, they they were down one with like five minutes ago in the the third. It's periods in hockey. Like we learned soccer lingo, yep. like the pitch is the field. We know all of that now. So third period, they score and they go into overtime and they win. I mean, that place was on fire in Raleigh. I mean, the place is going nuts. It was really cool to well, see. Well, my buddy George York is who yeah. last week. If you listen to last show, if you didn't listen to last show, you go listen to yeah. it. Garrett. Is off the hook. The George he was speaking to, trying to keep his name, is George York. He's been on the show, right? Of course, yeah. And he's York Properties. He's he's out of Raleigh, and he has, uh, I think he has four tickets to the Checkers, and he can get more. And said he'll take us anytime. The hurricane, I mean, hurricane. excuse me, the hurricane. But the Checkers are an affiliate of the Hurricane. The yes, Checkers you're, you're are on the here. same. Are page. they the minor league for? The- uh, they used to be. I don't. I'm pretty sure oh, they still wow. are. But I, don't, I mean, I don't. I'm not a Checker. Even though there was a chubby Checker bus in the parking lot. Did you see that when he pulled up? I keyed it. We. <laughs> It's just an addiction I have. Well, we have Jamie Ferris on the show. Maybe she can help you get out of what ramifications are going to come from that. But he did not key the van. It was a joke. Joke. We're joking. And and sorry if you're one of my lawyer buddies or Ron Scuffer or something like that. But she's definitely the best lawyer in the Charlotte region. No question. Hands down. Oh. How, but Scuff how you think he's Scuff, gonna, he's that's how I can tell if Scuff listens to the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. One of his buddies will be like, find out. Oh, hey, Ron. So yeah. I was listening to let's radio see, let's see if that gets back to you, Mr. Scuffka. Nah, he's great. Nah, we Ron love does Ron. a good job yep, for yep. us. Uh, Stuart McKay, Scott McCushion are wonderful awesome. attorneys yep. for us. Uh, and, and Jamie is a great attorney as well. Jamie is the wife of one of my very best friends and my forum mate for a, a decade, Brian Ferris, uh, who's been on the show many a times. I think he helped you host the show. He one did. Time. He did a wonderful job. Yeah. So I, I was joking, Jamie. I was like, Brian, we knew Brian would be a great host because I didn't have to worry about dead silence which we do have that happen sometimes on the at home with the ruby show then you have to listen to trent now i mean i've been working on working on my silence i think i'm getting better at it (laughs) you're meditating talking a little bit we just i just rode back from the mountains came in hot with some guys and man we laughed i told the story about hitting the guy with the wooden leg in his wooden leg with the rocket ball you know (laughs) everything like that if you want to know that story ask me about it i'll tell you one day <laughs> He's talk- on accident with a golf ball. He didn't really hit a guy with the and he, leg, and he was hard of hearing. It sounded like a home run out of the park. <laughs> it was in front of about fifty men. He didn't know I hit him in the leg. They didn't know he had a wooden leg. And thank goodness he did. And the gallery exploded. They're all going, "What in the world? He's not human." And he didn't phase him. He didn't know. Oh, and by the way, he only had one arm. They they could see he only had one arm. And he walked with a real big hobble because he had two wooden legs. That's remarkable. And he's playing golf. He used to play golf. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's Wilson Worley's buddy. Yeah. I mean, Ray, that's, that's Ray incredible. Ray Salvo. Shout out to Ray Salvo. My buddy Wilson Worley passed away uh, like three years ago. So I, I haven't kept in touch with Ray. I used to yeah. hang out with him with Wilson a lot. I hope he's still alive and doing well. Uh, but. He was an older gentleman. That's like the ultimate story of take lemons and turn them into lemonade. Yeah, he got electrocuted when he was 20 and, and got, lost his arm and two legs and his hearing, and he opened, had nine pet supply stores, very successful, down in Greenville, South Carolina. Huh. So, uh, yeah, Ray Salvo, here's to you. Hey, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Our guest coming up is Jamie Ferris, one of my very best friends in this world when we return. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Waka! Jamie Ferris, how you waka? doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me here. What is a waka? Hold on, real quick. 
I don't know what what just happened here. Just I'm excited. Is man. that what's that uh, Muffet that used to do that? Waka Waka? Was that what you're trying to like? It was like a Fozzie par- Bear. Bear. Thank you, Fozzie Bear is pretty cool. I gotta give Patrick a shout out. I was out of town. I was yeah, uh, in the this. mountains, and Patrick hit two home runs in softball Wednesday. I don't know what happened. Wow, the wind was blowing pretty bad in the back. To the back, you are a humble man. I've never hit. I've never hit a home run in my entire baseball career. I played like all through, all the way up to high school. And my brother hit two home runs. And like when we get like you know like you know brother still. I mean forty. He's forty four. We start going back and forth at whatever. He goes, yeah, but you never hit a home run. That's what he. That's what he in with. I'm like, oh, caught me. Hey, he's gonna go sign up for a softball league now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My man could probably hit some bombs though. So we're good. Yeah, and we almost won. We played pretty good. The Ruby team did. I think we're we're gelling as a team. That's good. And I wasn't there, and now you're gelling. Wow. Uh, So you're doing well against the ten year olds, huh? uh, (laughs) My daughter's ten year old team probably could beat us. Probably could beat us. You're right. We are we are a bunch of rookies. It looks rough out there, but it's fun. The problem is, is like we're all late 30s we've got some young bucks but we're playing against like all young bucks like 24 25 and these dudes are are and i don't know if you've ever played grown up or been to a grown-up softball game these people are addicted to it i mean it's their life oh absolutely i'm married to a gaston county boy i've certainly been to my share a redneck Uh, metrosexual redneck he's metrosexual redneck i told reagan one time I told Reagan one time i was a redneck she said honey don't say that you're a country boy Fine line, Trent. Fine line. <laughs> there is a fine blurred lines. <laughs> so, Jamie, how you doing on this Friday? We're recording on Friday. We like the Friday shows. They're yep. a little more relaxed than the Monday, Tuesday shows. You doing good? I am doing well. Glad have to you, be here. Have you been working today? I have been working today. Okay, cool. Somebody has to in our house. That, that's oh, right. Man, I, we're getting him today, aren't we? I hung out with your husband this week. He's a good man. He is a good man. He's a great man. So, uh, tell us about you went to Chapel Hill. I went to Wayman Mary undergrad. Oh. And went to Chapel Hill for law school. Wow. Go Heels. Lifelong Tar Heel, though. Yep. And uh, been here since 99, practicing law at Parker Poe. I'm a commercial litigator there, and I recently joined Miles Mediation, serving as a neutral mediator and arbitrator. Oh, cool. Wow. Man. Cool. Did you, so did you grow up in North Carolina? I did. Um, my dad did the Southern Baptist College Circuit, so I started life in the town of Bowie's Creek and oh, made no. our way when he was at Wingate to Monroe. Stopped off in Richmond, Virginia for a couple of years, and then I graduated from high school in Durham, so I consider that home. Is that how you kind of found William & Mary when you were spending time in Richmond? Um, Well, honestly, I knew that I wanted to go to law school, and I thought I might want to go into politics. And since Chapel Hill was right down the road from where I grew up, I thought my parents would be over there all the time. And I did a few things that I wasn't sure I wanted them to be aware of at all times. And I would not go to another ACC school, and I wanted to go to a public school. So I have a very similar story. Uh, My parents had landed on Lake Kiwi in South Carolina. We grew up in Marietta. Georgia, and I, I looked at Clemson and loved it, and I kind of was like, oh, it's 20 minutes from where you're going to live. Like, I don't know about this. And so I told my dad, I'm like, hey, don't, I will go to school here if you don't come unannounced. He said, you can go to school there if you don't come home unannounced. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, got it, got it. So that was sort of the deal, but I, I understand where that was like, was I was like, I don't know, this they could just show up any time, and we could be at a fraternity party or something. So uh, I hear you on that. 
Patrick's father came on the show a couple years yeah. ago. He is a hoot now. <laughs> I'm going to get to go see him down Memorial Day. I'm going to be down at Brent's at, at Lake Key. Oh, yeah, he'll look so forward to that. i get to go see your dad. But, yeah. but uh, Lewis isn't going to be there. There's a new restaurant there that Blake Hardwick, who used to be the chef at Bonterra, has opened down oh, really? right on Lake Kiwi. So oh, cool. Yeah. Check that out. Do you, yeah, I, okay. I did hear about that. I My daughter and I swung by. We were down there for a horse show in Camden, and we went a little bit out of the way to see Blake. That's cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So let's talk about your kids. All right. You got two kids. I do have two kids. And? Uh, I have Jackson, who is 15, and uh, he's a lot like my father. I mean, his father and my (laughs) father-in-law. He's a really interesting kid. Uh, Very smart. Very smart. He knows, he retains everything. His knowledge of politics and facts are just way beyond his I honestly don't like being around him because he makes me feel so dumb. (laughs) We say he's a 90-year-old man in a 15-year-old body. but oh, He is cool. a very nice young man to be around, actually, uh, both him and Wynn. Wynn, is, she is almost 13, and she's uh, the athlete of the family, loves riding horses and playing tennis and playing a little basketball despite her height, height challenges. And she's nice. everything like her mother. She is. She's a little, a little bit, fashionista, right? She loves fashion, and she's very social, so I worry about the coming years. <laughs> Well, she loves to hang out with your girls. You want her to be type A, right? She's type A. She got it covered. (laughs) She didn't have a choice. Yeah, they they uh, they enjoy hanging out with Win as well. We need to we need to do that more often. You know, it's easy to say, and that's what everybody listening to this show. uh, Life is all about relationships and spending time with people and let them know you 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 enjoy their fellowship. So. uh, Little reminder to everyone. Absolutely. Well, they're doing debate in her class right now, and they said she's acing it. I oh, think wow. She comes by that, yeah, honestly, I mean, too. Uh, meet her mother. From an attorney. Yeah, there you go. So you focus, and I don't know how long you've done this, in one sector primarily. Is that right? Well, I do commercial litigation. So I really am a jack of all trades. So I do everything from manufacturing to automotive dealerships to securities issues, construction. Pretty much anything that comes across, it's any sort of contract dispute. But aren't you in the automotive industry? Aren't you, don't you run a board of that? Kind of like we run the Home Builders or Nary or something? Yeah. I am the president of the National Association of Dealer Council, which is outside counsel for uh, car dealers huh. throughout the nation. Because everyone goes to law school saying they want to represent car dealers. Says no one ever. <laughs> Says no one ever. I'm so naive. I was like, really? That is that is a wonderful niche. And I will say, because I think two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you were at the conference, and I was with your husband Brian, and you sent him a picture of you sitting up there running the meeting. He was so proud. He showed all the guys. This is Jamie or running her board meeting. So. No, it's a great industry, and I love um, all my clients and. You know, there's certainly been some challenges to that industry with sure. electric vehicles coming in mm. and trying to mess up the dealership system. But it's they're great businesses for the community. They provide a lot of Absolutely. jobs and great service. So you're right. I re- I've been reading some articles about the electric manufacturers wanting to do direct to customer selling and not go through the dealership model. How is that going? Well, it's a challenge constantly because the laws are being eroded in various states. But North Carolina has the North Carolina Automobile Dealers Association, which is really helping to protect the rights here and other states. Because you you do need the people to show you the vehicle and to give you the service. And as I said, 
dealerships employ a lot of people in the community and sponsor softball teams and lots oh, yeah. of things like that. Well, I think that happens in every industry. I mean, it happens, of course, in our industry a lot where manufacturers want to go direct to the either the subcontractor or the contractor. Uh, I started my career in wholesale distribution, which is nothing but a car dealership, but for building supplies. And there, there's so much value that's added at that level that, that people just don't think about and, and forget. So it seems like it's a sort of a similar parallel to our, our industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. Let, let, let my YPO buddy start telling me there's no value in a real estate agent. Or a broker, or, like, or, or a general contractor. I, I love. I mean, you know, people that take on remodel projects on their own. Oh gosh, I mean, manage their own project? Are you crazy? That's how you get so divorced. Much value. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> That's TJ. <Yeah. laughs> Come on, man! Didn't you do a home project one time? He said, "Oh yeah, I don't. I love fixing up my house." <laughs> well, you want that personal attention too, and ha- be able to yes. deal with someone you know who knows you, who actually cares about you. Right. No, I mean, I, I think that's there's a great, so much great knowledge and, and and ease of mind. I mean, Reagan manages my little projects for me. She's like my little DC. She does. Actually, you work for Reagan, I think. Not the other way around. I, I, I definitely work for Reagan. But <laughs> Bingo. I'm, I'm going to give my wife a compliment. Me and my wife don't step on each other's toes. And she, I, I say this in with all, all sincerity, she is really like my personal assistant in a lot of ways. And, and my buddies say, oh, you need a personal assistant in your office. You can do this and do this. I'm like, well, Reagan does my stuff that I she handles. She is a first-class woman, man. 100%. She is absolutely so. impressive. Just like you. Well, thank you. But you you out there you out there running the business world, trying to. <laughs> you you give people those cat eyes. You go, oh yeah. <laughs> Not sure how to respond to that one. Okay. Yeah. It's a compliment, James. It's all right. We're coming you to a si- break soon. You size you size people up, and you don't you don't let people people come across the wrong way. And I like that. It's a very big compliment. Well, thank you. I appreciate so, that. So, uh, except when you're doing it to me. So. <laughs> So, will you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. Ah, man. Jamie Ferris, when we return, you're listening to... The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. I got to say it, if you haven't listened to the last couple segments, go back and listen, because we have a super intelligent person and it's not Trent on the show with us. It's Jamie God, Ferris. Man. Uh, it, well, you're pretty smart, too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. In the room, I am the least smartest, and that includes TJ. So, yeah, right. so I'm just going to sit over here. TJ and, agreed. Uh, yeah. Hey, Trent did go to Carolina, so. I yeah. made it in I Carolina. To, smarts th- in there. So we always joke, you know, I went to Clemson, C-L-E-M-S-O. We forgot how to spell it and had to take a pause. In. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, so I got a story about going to Carolina. I... I I wore Carolina blue. I might have said this on the radio before. I wore Carolina blue like every single day of my life for my childhood. My dad's like, hey, buddy, you going to try a collared shirt sometime? I'm like, no, man. I get my sweatshirts at Roses. I got my JRE jersey. Yeah. Leave me alone. So uh, I get into Carolina and NC State, and, and one of my best high school friends didn't get into Carolina, got into NC State. So I go to my dad. I thinking I kind of wanted to go to state. And I said, Dad, I need to go to state. It's in the construction, you know, construction industry. Absolutely. Why in Carolina? 
He said, son, he said, I watched you wear that Carolina blue your whole life. You're going to go get you an education at North Carolina. I'm not going to hear this when I'm 40, and you're mad because you didn't go to Carolina. Smart man, and you enjoyed the basketball season this year. It, it was great, and uh, and Carolina's done really well for business in Charlotte. It carries so much respect, and, and I, I, well, love, I love the Tar Heels. Nationally, it carries a lot of respect. Two, two things. Should. That basketball season, even as a non-Carolina guy, that was awesome. And then second, I saw a billboard where the NBA program has for Carolina has a Charlotte location now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was new news to me. I didn't know if y'all knew that or not. I did. Uh, I don't think I need my NBA, so I don't pay much attention to that stuff. <laughs> I just, uh, just saw the. Billboard. I don't think I can get a raise. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I'm homesick. I'm at Carolina, living in Morrison Dormitory. In my freshman year, I lived with Dave McGuire, who is yeah. our COO of the Roby family. And I was homesick, and I wasn't doing well. I was struggling trying to figure out the business of college, right? And, and I called my dad. I remember standing there calling him from my dorm, a hard line in the dorm. And I said, Dad, I said, I'm, I'm not doing good. This is this is bad. And he said, Son, let me ask you something. I, I said, he, he said, you doing, Are you passing? I said, Yeah, Dad, I got a, I got a 2.6. And he said, oh, my gosh, boy, I'm so proud of you. You're going to make it. Just hang in there, buddy. You're passing, son. And I, it gave me the confidence to to forge ahead. So uh, kudos to Ron Hastings. Your dad, Absolutely. He was a great man. Such yeah. a wise man. He I think cool. that's something he would do right there. I mean, yeah. I, I just hearing that story. How do you say that? Where does that come from? And then nah. he sends you down to He's Not to go get your blue yeah. cup, and then you felt a lot that better. That was good. I like the he's, blue, cups, blue cups. are dangerous. I need one of those <laughs> right now. Patrick's punching me. Uh well, let's talk about because I I was hanging out with you uh, the other day, and you said, "Hey, a great thing to talk about on the radio show is is the the state of mediation and how to get your contract right relative to construction or any industry." Yeah, right? that's right. Mediation is a great tool to use, and if you're not involved in litigation, which most people hope that they're not involved right. in a, any sort of lawsuit in North Carolina, all. Uh, cases that go through superior court are required to go through mediation before they go to trial. And as a result, the last statistics I saw about four to five percent of all cases that are ever filed actually reach trial because so many of them are being resolved early on. One of the things you can do as a business owner, even as a, um, when you're drafting contracts, and I think it's also helpful to the consumers, is to have a pre-suit mediation requirement. It's non-binding. You have a neutral who comes in. Yeah. Both sides get to be heard. And a lot of times, the consumer just wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. And there's a resolution that can be reached at that point before you're spending a lot of money in legal fees, before lawyers are posturing against each other, and just get things worked out. And so I encourage people to do that. So put it in your contract. You asked me that, too. I need to see if that's in our contract because you said a lot of times uh, you wait for your lien date and then you file a lien and then the contractor doesn't have that in their contract. Then that's a big blow up. Well, that's exactly right. There's a statute of limitations that are periods of time by when you have to bring a lawsuit for various things. And if you are a business owner and you have a pre-mediation requirement and – the person does not follow request the pre-mediation, I mean the mediation before filing a lawsuit, then the lawsuit is not timely filed. And they have to jump through that hoop because that's a contractual requirement. And I have had friends who have had lawsuits thrown out because they, as huh. Trent said, they filed the day the statute of limitations was going to uh, expire and they had not gone through with the pre-suit mediation. Mm. 
No, I mean, I, I know of some other contractors that have, have gone through mediations before. I mean, in the construction world, stuff happens, right? I mean, where we have a disagreement or it just does happen. It just seems like the process was, A, expedited, extremely expedited. I think you mentioned that the lawyers posturing that kind of thing that just puts an end to it. Yeah. And it seemed like the the, the the one person I'm referencing, the, the, the solution was very amicable at the end. It was like, okay, and both parties sort of walked away and there wasn't this sort of tarnished relationship or could have been much worse than it was. Absolutely. And it works to take the emotion out. It's more transactional than litigation. And as things get uh, going, people are really fired up at the beginning when they have, they feel like they're wronged and they want to file a lawsuit. And they're about six, eight months in and they realize they're tired of this. They're tired of the money. They're tired of the personal expense and they want to be done. This is a way to have had it have that decided early on where you never have to have all those expenditures personally and capitally. No, I I agree. I always tell our guys uh, as project managers and such that that everybody's got some crazy in them. We all do. We're all human. And our goal is... Some more than others. Our goal is to keep the crazy (laughs) from coming out in them. And sometimes, especially in our industry, you're working in someone's home and their family, they get tired, they have a bad day, something happens, everybody has things in their life that aren't you know whatever it is aren't going well so uh i think and this all comes down to communication that's why you get wonky with a a customer if you're in business and uh and i think if you can sit at the table and somebody can decipher what the real problem is that's the key that's absolutely right and a lot of times you can salvage that relationship with your customer no, you're you're right. I mean, it's especially mm-hmm. the days where you got keyboard warriors that get. I mean, whenever we have a dispute, whether it's internally with an, a couple of employees or with the customer, it's like, did you just go see them? Go sit down yeah. with them, schedule a time, look face to face. They're going to tell you're not a bad person, and you know they're not a bad person. And just some of that interaction, it's amazing how we get so fired up over an email. And they start firing back and forth, back and forth, and it's like, gosh, just go have that interaction. As my good buddy Wilson Worley I was talking about earlier used yeah. to say, go with your hat in your hand. I That's like right. That. And he would say, wear a hat so you can actually physically hold it in your hand <laughs> when you try to talk to somebody. That's a great suggestion. Yeah. But the other thing to remember is when you're responding to those emails, if you end up in a lawsuit, those oh, yeah. things are going to come back to oh, haunt you. Wow. Really? Text messages, all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so what percentage of your daily job is, is mediation? Well, right now, I am uh, just started doing it about a year ago. And so as a mediator, I do about three a month because I still practice law full time. But virtually every single one of my cases that I'm a lawyer on does have a mediation. Wow. So. Okay. So what I'm going to put tool. you on the spot. That is awesome. Very knowledgeable. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is one principle, one of the pillars, principles that Jamie Ferris lives by both business and family? I would say honesty. I think that's really important because you lose credibility very easily if you are not honest about things. And the people that I'm litigating against, they know when I tell them something, that's absolutely the truth. Obviously, in a marriage, that's critical. With your kids, that's critical as well. That's it. I always tell people I'm honest, so if I get knocked out uh, and I'm laying on the ground, I don't want something to come out of my mouth that I was trying not to have come out of my mouth. So basically, I can spill the beans and it's all the same as it was, except I am a little crazy, you know? <laughs> nah, she I'm did not, kind of point at, She kind of pointed at you and she yeah. said some have more crazy. I didn't know. I, didn't I think know she did. That. That's <laughs> why bit. I got her with those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Jamie, how can people look you up if they're if they're interested in learning more and meeting with you? Sure. I'm Jamie Ferris at Parker Poe Adams and Bernstein is where I practice law. And then I'm at Miles Mediation 
um, and they are relatively new to the Charlotte market. They're out of Atlanta, um, but we are opening offices all over the country to try to provide mediation and arbitration services. So they can look you up, Google you, J-A-M-I. That's correct. No E and the I's after the M. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. It was a pleasure having you on the radio. Thank you guys for having me. All right. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We'll be back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Bam. I mean, I mean TJ's got on a, the milestone West Side Charlotte, North Carolina. That is a cool T-shirt, man. I like it. And he's pimping that stash still. I thought he's got a. He, he's looking. Sorry, everybody. Uh, you, you, uh, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> little. <clears throat> so he used to give me a hard yeah. time for doing that. I, did, I was going to do it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to the audience. Yeah. I, I did not reprimand Patrick like I properly should. When I was clearing my throat. Let me clear my throat. When I walked in this morning, I told TJ he's got a good look going. That's good, man. Yeah. You look like you're in a good place. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. On Friday, too, my wife texted me. I'm. I don't have a car. She's calling you now. The, I know. I'm gonna go pick the kids up from school. That's what I thought. About. You gonna you gonna take one of those like battery scooters over there and just hop pile them all on? What are we gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna ride the scooter. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> you might be involved in this transaction. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. As I put my luggage in your car. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I better clear the rest like, of the hour uh, of my day. Yeah, I, I, I told the guys when I when I called you and and said, hey, I'm five minutes away. Can you go outside and open the, your car so I can put my luggage? You said, oh gosh, this is gonna be good. I said, yeah. He's like, man, dang. Now he's done got me. No, I said, I think this is going to be interesting. Oh, Usually okay. there's a story that involves, you know, you don't know when somebody says, hey, I need to come and throw my luggage in your car. I, mean, I don't know what's going on. Could be a myriad. Oh, could oh. be a myriad of things. Well, well, my marriage is good, I, I think. Was, that's <laughs> what I okay. I was, that was <laughs> what I, you know. I'm glad I didn't think about that. No, I never even crossed my mind. But you know, if you have a buddy show up with a suitcase at your house, like probably something happened that needs to be talked about. But that wasn't the case. Man. Oh, that wasn't hey. the case. That wasn't the case. But you always got a spot at my house if you need it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jody and Ray are becoming pretty tight. Yeah. Well, your wife's quite the designer. Um, well, she's not a designer. Let's clear well, this up. But she's been very helpful with, when instead of me getting asked the questions on what kind of office chair should we put in our office, I'm like, I, one that I can sit on? You're like, ask Reagan. I have like the most, I have zero design skills. Zero. Yeah, she she did, uh, we had architect done on our house, which our house is very yeah. I mean, you can't just sketch that on a napkin. If you're an architect or a designer, you can't. But she did all the, the, all the selections yeah. and finishes yeah. for our home. And I think that's one of the more difficult things to do for a remodel. Because it's, I mean, this is your house, A, right? And B, I mean, it, there's so many options to pick from. Dude, it's so painstaking, literally. She yeah. wanted me to go, you know, basically, I'm in the industry. So everybody goes, oh, Reagan, Trent's wife, and which Trent, Trent's coming. And she's like, no, he does not want to do any of this with me. And she asked me one day, she said, hey, can you come meet me at Harky? I want you to go over some stone. And I said, really? Well, I got to do that. <laughs> I She's had to like, do that too, yeah. She said, I, this is the one thing. Yes. So we're in there and we do it. And I see all my old friends because I used to, you know, do read Harky, owns Harky. Uh, but all my old friends said, I got to go. 
And she's like, you can't stand this, can you? I said, I really it's I've just done not it. My I've thing d- I, do it, I do it for a living, baby, you know? Well, you know, two things. One, th- those folks at Harky are awesome. They um, are. They are do- top-notch, do such a great job. And then two, I think this is a good good opportunity to mention that, we, you know, on our Andrew Roby side of the business, we've hired a selections coordinator yep. to help that process because it is, it's arduous. I mean, this morning, I'm the same as you, I'm sitting, you know, trying to like get out to get to the gym early and Jody's like, what do you think about these four chairs? And I'm like, uh, I like that one. She goes, well, I don't like that one. <laughs> well, why did you ask? And I love my wife to death, and I'm just like, which one do you like better? And she was like, well, this one. I'm like, that's the one I like, too. She's like, well, I don't know if it's going to be sturdy enough. And I was like, oh, my goodness. We're talking about a chair. But uh, it, but this is this is the process. It's important to her, and so it's important to well, me. Well, I tell people, you know, uh, it, when they're in the – the so, it's so much. It is. It's, it, it's overwhelming. I mean, the amount of selections for a house is, is mind-blowing. Especially well, with the access that's to why Pinterest. That's you need and, a contractor and don't yes. try to do it yourself. A good contractor. Right. Uh, but – you focus on this one thing like the office chair which yep. really doesn't mean anything in the long run any of them would work and you don't you're not you're going to like any of them or not like them but you start laser focusing on one right. out of a thousand things and i always tell my customers i'm like look dude this is so minuscule. You think it's so big right now. After a couple months of living in your house, you're going to walk by it and never think about it again. That's so. why you need a, a, an attorney to keep your eye on things. That's why yeah. you need a contractor because because you're right. You can overwhelm yourself in the details, and it, it's so important to have somebody that can guide you here. My this, only thing I cared about, two things, was fireplace. Yep, that's important. And hardwood, hardwood floors because my dad had good, nice, two-and-a-quarter traditional oak hardwood floors my whole life and heated bathroom floors and I, oh I, yeah, yeah no i care about that yeah, I, I definitely care about that i gotta have a place to sleep <laughs> like yeah, Man, he's being serious. did i say that <laughs> oh Whoa. lord my ki- my kids come we have sliding barn doors into it from our b- bedroom to our yeah. bathroom and my kids i mean we we're so comfortable with each other and stuff but but i got 14 12 11 year old girls and they'll just barge in the bathroom in the morning need, need to get something from reagan or before we're going you know getting ready for church i'm like whoa whoa stop please can you knock they're like oh sorry you old hag i'm like man really i'm that old guy now yeah it happens so uh but I love laying on a heated bathroom floor that's actually. why i brought that up i know that's really important to you yeah uh, well 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 uh Eric Bender over at Meyer Grease and Paul and Benson did our home plans uh, several times. We did the last the big the big project we did a couple years ago, and and I met him the first time. And I said, "All right," I said, "I'll drink a beer with you right now, you old buddy. We've done all business together for twenty five years." I said, "I said, but from now on, it's you and Reagan. She knows how to ask me questions and and such." And uh, and he was designing, and he's so creative, and he was designing uh, our house, and I think he sat back down with Reagan, and, and and we put the exact fireplace, hard size brick, everything that my dad had in his house, because I grew up sitting on his fireplace hearth with my dad would cry. And and as an architect, mind, you know, he kept wanting to play with it and move it as it was going to be the centerpiece of the room. And, and, and I think it even came up, do, do we even need it? And Reagan said, she stopped him and said, hold on, buddy. Let me tell you something, one thing. If we don't have that fireplace with these dimensions in the middle of that room and it's a wood-burning fireplace, Trent ain't going to do the project. That's the only thing he cares about. So uh, I got my fireplace, and I literally just stopped building fires for the season, but I literally built a fire at least five out of seven nights a week during the winter. 
my kids are learning how to do it. It's one. Of, it's a tradition in my family. I love the smell of it. I love chopping wood, splitting wood, and my kids are learning to do that too. So, and I have a big fire pit outside. Went down to Palmetto Bluff. God bless. If you've never been, Palmetto Bluff is one of the nicest places on earth. And and we were standing outside by this big old fire pit that they have. And I told my wife, I said, "This is what I want at my house." And so she called him and got the dimensions of it and everything. And we have an exact replica. <laughs> so there we go. Jamie, you are awesome. Jamie Ferris with Parker Poe. I get that right? Yeah. All right. And Patrick, you were great today, man. Thank you. TJ, you're awesome. Hey, listen, go have a happy Sunday. Do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated and smile. Hey, thanks for listening to At Home with Roby.